Greetings, 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 my brothers, greetings, my kings, greetings, my great friends. It's here. It's finally here. It's the first edition, the first episode of Men Conquering Depression podcast. And I'm excited today to be in the midst of your presence today. I'm excited not only for you, but for your uncles, your cousins, your nephews, all the ones that are involved, all the ones of the male species I'm excited about today. Why? Because it is time for us to heal. It is time for us to get into a place of healing physically. And today's topic, we're going to talk about men and health and why we don't go to the doctor, why we need to go to the doctor and what was the importance of it all, importance of it all from longevity, importance of it all of being stably fixed, importance of it all of having a good mental sound body, the importance of it all knowing that you've done something what good for yourself. And I want you to understand this is what it's all about. It's all about us and the men conquering depression community is on fire. We are on fire on IG. We are on fire on Twitter. We are on fire on YouTube. We are on fire on our personal social pages as well. And I just want to thank you once again for tuning in, for listening and taking out this part of your busy day to get involved in this ongoing process of getting, getting, getting healed. I thank you once again. Men and health. Let's talk about health. I was diagnosed with cancer uh, some two years ago. And um, going through that process, I couldn't believe that it was happening to me. You know, as men, we have that picture about ourselves. It's ha- Why is it happening to us? Or it can't happen to us. So on that, that, that crazy night, I wound up having some pain um, in my private parts. I, I actually had some pain in, in urination. And I was urinating and it was it was just a painful place for me to do so for me to be at rather. So I wound up um, going to the hospital and I went to the hospital. Me and my wife arrived at the hospital and we went, went to the ER and, you know, they, they did all the tests and and everything. And I'm still wondering why is this happening? Why I didn't see this coming? You know, as men, all this goes through our mind, you know, um, that we think we have a lock on things, a fixture on things. And then when they happen, you know, we're perplexed, we're confused, and we just don't understand why. So when the woman came out uh, with the diagnosis, with the uh, results of the test, you know, she was very distraught. And she told me it was eight people that she tested, tested, and I was one of them. And uh, sadly to say, she told me I had bladder cancer. And um me and another person had cancer. The other six were cancer-free. They had other issues, but it wasn't, um, their test results wasn't the result of having some type of cancer. And I sat there perplexed. I sat there confused. <coughs> Excuse me. I, just, I sat there and didn't, didn't know where this had come from. And, you know, you go through all these things in your mind. What did I do? How did I get exposed? All this stuff goes through your mind. And, um, so I had to gather myself and, uh, she recommended the, uh, the the nurse recommended um, a urologist that was affiliated with the hospital, which I contacted. And when I contacted Dr. Shulman, um, it was so funny, ironic. He was in he was he was in Israel when I contacted him, and um, he replied right back right away. That and that helped me. That helped me in my 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 the beginning of my journey because, like I said, he was in Israel, and he replied right back and. Um, he said, um, his office is, his office is, um, 
in Jersey City and he gave me the address and everything. And when he gets back, um, he's going to call me. We're going to set an appointment, but he wants me to come in right away, which was that Monday. And um, so it was a great thing. It was some type of relief, but I was still, when I, you know, when I arrived home, still perplexed, still in some type of confused state, wondering how this happened and why this happened. And all going through, all going through my mind was family, you know, am I going to live through this? Um, you know, the big C, they call it cancer kills, has kills thousands, as we all know, and there's different forms and different variations, but it's, it's still cancer. No matter how you sum it up, no matter how you put it in any perspective, any box, any bottle, it is still cancer. No matter if it's lymphoma, I can go on and on and on to bladder, to kidney, to liver, uh, uh, throat cancer, doesn't matter. It's still cancer. And that's what uh, enthralled me. That's what had me at a place of, okay. And meanwhile, at the same time, you know, I had just gotten married. And that really hit me like, wow, you know, all this happened. And now this is happening. So, you know, as a man, you know, all this went through my mind, you know. But then I, I thought about my health. And I, I just did a rewind, you know. Um, up until that happened, I'm, you know, I'm, a, I'm a black seed oil advocate. Um, from sea moss to all the other healthy nu nutrients, I follow Dr. CB, a lot of his regimens, and you know, having an older sister that's a doctor, she's always giving us information to try this and do this and do that. And her, even her, having her own sea moss company, and just you know, just having all these nutritional exchanges. So I knew, and and I had a juicing lifestyle. My lifestyle was based on juicing, so I used to juice celery and juice carrot juice and juice beets and all that other stuff. Always ate solids every day. So in my mind, I'm 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 thinking I'm healthy. In my mind, I'm thinking everything is good, you know. But um, when this happens, it it kind of it's like someone drops a crane on you. Someone drops a uh, avalanche, a avalanche of of uh, on you, and it kind of weighs you down. So from that natural standpoint, you know, I'm just going through. An emotional high and an emotional low. And in that emotional high and that emotional low, you got to sort things out amongst yourself, sort things out in your mind because it's here. It's nothing I, I can't go back. I can't change it. I can't uh, get to a place of, you know, trying to erase it and eradicate it. No, it's here. So what are you going to do next? You know, and, you know, having a wife by my side, having someone I can talk to about this and get information, uh, we immediately just started researching and started what's the best way and who, who has the best success rate and who has the best, you know, uh, uh, who, who does it, who, who, who has helped millions of people get, get rid of this thing and so forth and so on. And, um, by me having good insurance was, was a great thing too. Um, I thank God for Cigna, you know, they give you a health advocate and this health advocate, she, Walked with me through the process, through every biopsy, every test, told me the results of it, told me what would happen with this and the side effects of that and all the other stuff. Constantly called me and checked on me once a week, as she said in her um, introduction to being my health coach through this process. So um, I want to advocate to men when something happens in your life, you're going to need outside resources. You're going to need resources of people that, that know what they're doing. To be part of your health journey. Thank you. Thank you. To be part of your recovery journey. And you're going to need that because you're not going to, it's going to be hard to do this alone. And you know, as men, we internalize things so much 
that we don't externalize things, you know, as women do. So, you know, as a man that's going through this process, I was able to externalize and externalize to a bunch of people, my sister, my son, uh, my wife, of course, um, my help advocate, you know, um, and just get on the phone and just talk to people and check out websites and, and uh, get involved into this community and get a better understanding of what I'm dealing with and how that I'm going to get through this. How am I going to get through this? So as men, I want to talk to you today about health, about us being healthy, else us having a healthy lifestyle, you know, us being in a place of even though when things hit us, we can pivot back. We can pivot back to where we need to be. We can walk in those very things that we need to be. And I want to encourage some men tonight. I want today, I want to encourage some, some brothers today that you can get through this, whatever it is. I don't care if it's cancer, leukemia, whatever the situation is, gout, um, whatever the situation is, whatever the, the diagnosis is, that you should not let that be your end. You should not let that be, uh, put you in a place where this is it. No matter what age you are, age is really nothing but a number to me. And you have to, you have to look at it that way. So Men Conquering Depression podcast is all about this health community. And I just want you guys to grab some. And I want, I want you to tag us, to follow us, to like us. Because this, it's all about you. This is made for you. This is made for you to think you are in the dark. That you're, or you, or you're all by yourself. Or this is made for you who, th who believes in things that no one cares. No one cares. No one, no one, no one wants to go the extra mile. This community, Men Conquering Depression, is about you. And I want to encourage you on today. So as I went through, the, through this journey, I had to get a couple biopsies. And um, when the biopsies, you know, um, as, as this cancer started to grow, you know, uh, blood clots started to come. You know, and here I am, blood clots are coming out of me. And I'm dealing with that issue. And then uh, it's just a constant... Um, uh, Thing of going to the bathroom 15 to 20 to 25 times a day, you know, doing that. Then I had to, you know, I had to go out of work and um, allow the doctors to do what they do. But I'm grateful and I'm thankful that I'm not only uh, healed of cancer, but I'm free of cancer. There's a difference. I'm not just healed of it. I'm free of it. Like it doesn't reside in my body anymore. It doesn't, it's not a partaker of my body anymore. It doesn't reside anywhere in my body anymore. And I'm grateful and thankful for that to my Lord and Savior who has shown me once time and time again that by his stripes I'm healed. But as men, I want you to know and understand it's time for us to get these regular health checkups. You know, it's time for us to look at our age group where we are. And what affects us, if, it's, if you're 20 years old, you still need to understand, I still need to get a checkup. Yeah, you, you're vibrant. Yeah, you're healthy. Yeah, you can do a lot of things. Yeah, you can get less sleep and all those things. But at the same time, you still need to see a doctor because there could be some health defects. When you're 30 years old, the same thing. You still need to get those regular checkups. You need to get those regular checkups, 40s, 50s, same thing, especially when you get into your 40s, when your body's on the decline, your body starts to decline, your metabolism starts to slow up, and things start to slow up, 
things start to not bounce back as quickly as you used to them bouncing back. And that can be a mental block as well. As you get older and you see things and you start feeling things and think you can do things that you used to do and you can't do them no more. It's because you've gotten older and that's just the, that's a part of life. That's just the succession of getting older. That's just a part of growing old, growing old. But you don't have to stay that way. You don't have to stay that way. So I think one of the first points we're going to talk about in getting healthy is going to the doctor. Making that appointment. That's real easy these days to make the appointment because you have a phone. If you have any kind of health care, any kind of health care, I promise you that health care provider has an app that you can download to your phone. And you know, as us as men, we don't like to talk about these things. We don't like to talk about health. So with the app, you don't even have to call the doctor's office. You can open up the app, find your doctor, set up an appointment. They can approve it for you through the app, set the date and everything. Uh, walk into the office, talk to someone, talk to the doctor privately or what's going, with, going on with you after you fill out the paperwork and um, have them do, you know, regular blood pressure checkups and test your sugar and uh, test all the things that are affiliated with you. Another thing about having success in his health, in health rather, is knowing your generation, knowing who you come from, knowing who your father is and what might what he might have dealt with. If you have known him to a certain degree, or even his father's father, knowing what's in your bloodline, knowing that there might be something in your bloodline that might have connected itself to you. So that's called generational generational health. Just like you inherit if your father was a track star and you in high school and you wound up being a track star or an athlete in high school or college because it was passed down to you, it's the same thing in reference to health. It's the same thing in reference to health. You can actually carry some things from your generation to yourself. I want you to understand and know that there is a time now. There's a time now to walk in the things of complete health. You can do it. It doesn't make a difference where you are. I don't care if you walk with a cane. You could be caneless. I don't care if you are uh, have some issues with your back. You need to get the correct diagnosis and get the correct remedy for yourself. But you, but it also has to be a desire created. When I was going through my cancer dilemma, I knew I was going to get healed. I believed in, in not only my faith so much, I believed in the faith that was in me, the God that was in me. I believed in it so much, I knew that this was going to have an expiration date. And I actually said it, but I had to go through 
go through the things of getting to that place. Go through the chemo, has to go through the radiation, has to go through the tests, has to go through the biopsies, has to go through all the instructions of the doctors. Knowing that this said one day I was I was going to be cancer free. And that's the same thing, whatever health issue you're dealing with. Yes, you have to physically look at where you are, but you also have to f physically look at where you're going to be and believe you're going to get there. No matter how hard it is. Yeah, there was nights I cried. There was nights I struggled. There was nights my wife would tell you um, that I, I I wanted to give up. That's only natural. It's only human. <coughs> Excuse me. It's only human. It's only natural. But in that time of wanting to give up, something rose up in me kept telling me, no, you can't give up. You can't give up because I knew one day this would be a testimony to other men. I knew one day once God finally healed me, I would I would be able to share this and I have no problem sharing this with anyone to inspire them, to infuse them, to let them know your situation will not overtake you. Your situation, your issue, your health struggle will not overtake you. But we have to talk more about these issues. We have to bring a lot of these issues more to the forefront. We can't always internalize it and leave it there and think it's going to take care of itself. You know, men, you know, I know, I've done it. We are big proponents of letting sleeping dogs lie. We're big proponents of that, allowing sleeping dogs just to lie. We're big proponents of that. We're big proponents of letting sleeping dogs lie. If it ain't moving, if it ain't doing nothing, let it just sit there. Not knowing and understanding that one day at some point, it's going to rise up. At some point, it's going to wake up. At some point, it's going to get its own legs and feet and do whatever it is it does. So on this health journey, once you get to the doctor, once you um, develop a relationship with your doctor, develop a relationship with he or she, whatever doctor you choose. And the great thing about it now if you want a person, a doctor of color, you can obtain that. Does it make a difference? You know, as long as, you, as long as you're comfortable with having these conversations, as long as you're comfortable not only having these conversations, knowing that your doctor, his or her expertise fits the criteria that you're looking for and fits the needs that you're looking for. I think it's a great thing to have that relationship with your doctor. So when you have that great relationship with your doctor, you can game plan. He or she can give you a game plan from a pharmaceutical, from a, from a doctor perspective, and then you can have a game plan from a natural perspective. I think one of our greatest assets is natural, organic, health food stores. And there's so many remedies to whatever's going on with you that you can tackle naturally as well and be in a position where you'll actually overcome it and have information. There's nothing, there's, there's no greater fulfillment in doing something for yourself as men. You know, men, guys, brothers, kings, y'all, you know, y'all know we, we do for so many other people. We're pulled from so many other ways. When do we truly do things for ourselves? 
besides the basic surface things, sports and watching sports or, you know, just doing some things that we want to do from that level. But I'm talking about something that's going to prolong your life. I'm talking about something that's give, going to give you extra strength. I'm talking about something that's going to give you a longevity, something that's going to help carry on, carry on through, through throughout the years, developing a cohesiveness in that place. So as you develop this, this consciousness with your doctor and this relationship, not only would you feel better, because I felt better as I talked to my doctors. I had all my doctor's cell phones. They gave me their personal cell phones, and Dr. Schumann would tell me, call or text me anytime, Fred. I will get back to you. I will reach out to you. I will hear you. And there was times I've done it, and he would text me right back, or he would call me. In the midst of him being a husband and doing the things he did outside of his workplace. That gave me great comfort. That gave me a even greater desire to to go through this thing uh, violently. Um, go through this thing with strength and endurance. Go through this thing knowing that I'm, I'm going to overcome this thing. Which is great. Which is a, which is a great thing. But you want to develop... A relationship with your doctor, and do you want to develop a relationship with specialists? If you need to have a specialist for whatever condition that you're dealing with, do you want to have that? And I think one of the greatest assets is doing your own research, putting in the work with the research. Everything's at your fingertips, from your laptop to your phone to your tablet. You can Google it. You can uh, pull it up. Uh, there's so many things out there, so many positive influences. Uh, uh, there's, there's cancer societies, cancer uh, uh, communities. Um, and I was inspired just to see other men and uh, that, that, have beat, that have beaten cancer um, live a, pick up their lives and live a full life. Go on to be great-grandfathers. Go on to be greater husbands. Go on to be... Uh, uh, greater workers of this community. And I think you can do it. I believe you can do it. I know you can do it. This is why we're talking. This is why we're having this conversation today, that you can do it. I have faith in you that you can do it. And I just want you to understand and know, kings, understand and know, men, that you are not alone. You're not on an island by yourself when it comes to this. You're not on an island by yourself. There's someone's in the foxhole with you. Someone's in your corner. Someone's right there with you, shoulder to shoulder, willing to fight with you, willing to give up their time for you, willing willing to give up their, their space for you, willing to help you research, help you find out the things that you need to find out to better yourself, to better yourself. So let's talk about uh, the next thing, and that's how it affects our families, how our own health affects our families. When you are married and you have a family and um, sickness comes and um, you're dealing with a sickness, not only that you're affected because it's you, of course, but your spouse is affected by it too. Your spouse is, you know, she has to uh, gather herself and, Find out how she can uh, help you in her way and do research and do stuff, cooking or whatever the case may be to help you get to that place. Because now she's looking like, OK, uh, I can't let this take my husband out. 
I can't let, you know, I can't let this disable my husband. So, you know, a great woman by your side, she's always going to be able to infuse in you all the things, all the love, all the care, all the stuff that you need to help you get through this place. So, you know, that's a great thing. But we can't turn our back on them because we're hurting. We can't act angry toward them because we're hurting. We can't act uh, in a place of being uh, disengaged from them because we're, we're going through something. You know, we need to run to them. We need to draw closer to them. We need to say just what's going on with them, with you and your body. I remember telling my wife one time, you know, I was uh, I was bleeding so much, you know, <laughs> and uh, I just it was just crazy. And I went up telling her and and, and uh, uh, letting her know she couldn't believe it either. And, you know, it was, I had to share that with her. I had to share what I was actually feeling. And it wasn't a good feeling. But I didn't holler and scream or, or you know, turn her away or block her or anything like that. And I and I didn't hide it. You know, we we're good we're we're good uh, uh men we we're good at hiding things. I didn't hide it. I told her this was going on in my body. This is what's hurting me. This is what I'm dealing with. This is what, and and I don't know what to do. Or I'm tired of it. You know, I'm 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 pissed off at it. You know that type of thing. You know, um, but she immediately became that um that soundboard to help me just calm down, um, this, this, this develop a remedy. Let's call a doctor. Let's do whatever we need to do to find out why is this happening? What stage is this? You know, and as you go through cancer, there's so many different stages that you go through, um, that affects your body, affects your mental capacity. I had to be at a place of, um, going through this process, going through it mentally, Getting up and going through it physically, you know. Uh, when I went out of work, you know, first thing come to mind, like, am I going to be able to go back to work? You know, these are the questions I had to pose myself. These are the questions I had to put myself, you know, put myself in a better position to say, oh, yeah, I'm going back to work. But I have to do what I have to do first to, so I can be prepared and be in a place and be in a place of going back to work. But you're not alone in this. You're not alone. And I want you to understand that. Another thing, you know, as we be uh, put ourselves in a place to open up to our significant others, people that we're close to, close with, and, and allowing them to help internalize what's going on with us as well and give us those great remedies, you know, we have to look at from where this come from. You know, did it come from my father's father? Or was it my was it was it me? Did I catch it? from uh, uh, smoking or drinking? Did I catch it from bad eating habits? Uh, did I catch it? You know, we have to find out where it came from. We have to find out where this thing, how did this thing happen? Where did it stem? Where did it come from? What stage it is? You know, um, these are things that you really have to be on top of. You know, you can't just say, oh, I have something. Oh, 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 that's it. You know, no. Because you you allow it to just sit there, or just have its own have its own entity in you, its own life in you, it will take you out. It will make you disabled. It will shatter your dreams. 
they will shatter your dreams. So um, I think, you know, as far as finding out where you where it is, where it's come from, I think that's a great aspect. Another great aspect is knowing that you're not finished, knowing that in this health journey, you still have more life to live. More life to live. You still have more life to live. That helped me tremendously. Seeing my grandbaby's picture, knowing that I just got married, knowing that I, you know, I have my own business. You know, when you go on my website, you see all the things that me and my wife have uh, put together, you know, our skincare line, our clothing line. Um, of course, the book that I'm finishing, I'll call Men Conquering Depression. All the entities will come with that. Um, the Majet Foundation that I, that we have that's helping people and donating um, donating clothes and food and things of that nature to help people, the foundation of things. You know, so I know I had all these things going for me. Um, not only that, I had to look to all these things. All these things gave me inspiration. I'm a shop steward at my job. You know, um, I love helping the brothers at the job. With, our, with our, the businesses of being a shop steward. I love helping them and talking to them about 401ks and talking to them. So all that still, all that still was right before me. And I know I wasn't finished with all those tasks and even more future tasks that God had for me in my life. So I wasn't allowing this one thing. This one thing was not stopping me from fulfilling the things that I need to fulfill that I was placed on this earth to do. I wasn't allowing it to stop me. And I don't want you to allow it either. Was it easy? Nope. <laughs> I'm not going to sit in and tell you this. That it's going to be easy. It's going to be hunky-dory. It's going to be pie in the sky. No, it was not. There was really some crazy days and crazy nights. It was nights I couldn't sleep. It was nights my body would, my whole body would crap up because of the radiation. From my toes all the way up to my, my shoulders, my arms, my my uh, elbows, everything will cramp up. After drinking tons of water and electrolytes, it still cramped up. But I, but I still had hope. I still knew that I was going to come out of this and get through this. It was just part of the process of going through it. But also, and I can attest, and I, and I, and I really want you to understand, when something hits your life, you know that's a test of your strength. That's a test of how strong you are. When, you, when you're able to go through it, that's a test of an inner strength that everyone has a different possession of strength. Some are stronger than others, but it's a test of, you know, I had to go through a mental test, a mental, a mental test of strength. I had to go through it mentally, then I had to go through it physically. I had to make sure they both on the same page to go through this process. And when you have an ailment or have an issue, you go through that. That's a test of your, your strength. Of course, a test of your faith. And you need to know and understand that that's this what it's all about. It's really all about a test. All about you getting to that next place, that next level. Um, all about you finishing up things. You know, as men, we still have desires. We still have um Things in our life that we have not finished or accomplished, you know, um, in my case, especially, you know, I just I just kept thinking about my business, my family. You know, I want to go back to school. I want to earn some more degrees. You know, I want to get into a place to take them doing more counseling, you know, getting some more counseling degrees. There were so many things above me. So thank you. Uh, there were so many things above me. So at the same time, 
when I looked at what I was dealing with, everything I had going for me outweighed the cancer. It outweighed it. It outnumbered it. It actually made it look it made it look and feel smaller because I had so much stuff above me. And I remember one day I was going to uh I went to my chemo session and I and I go meet the young lady, phenomenal nurse. Um just some people just are gifted to do things. This woman had a touch on her. When she touched her arm and ran the IV through you, like she was anointed to do this. And I'm being very honest. It's just some people out here that just just God has placed in this world to do just that. And I would sit in that chair, that, that lounging chair and sit back and I would pop my laptop, I mean, pop my tablet open, have my writing pad open. And she would say, you know, you working, you know, all that stuff. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, and I would tell her like, I'm in good hands. I mean, I'm in June now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm, you know, so I let her be who she needed to be. And she would rub my hands, make sure my hands are warm, and she'd put these hand warmers around my wrist and everything. So when she ran the IV through, everything ran accordingly and, you know, sat there, gave me the comfort, you know, um, and I would sit there and look out over the Hudson because the chemo place I went through was, you could look out the window and see over the Hudson River right in Weehawken. And um, I would sit there and get on my tablet and write or do stuff, um, contact my president of my union, just do stuff, whatever things I needed to get done. Because I had already instilled in my mind that this was coming to pass. This wasn't going to be here long. So I, I fixated my mind on other things. Yeah, the chemo was doing what it needed to do to the cancer. But my mind was already fixated on writing and getting stuff done. Texting my wife, like, what about this? What about business? Blah, 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 this and that. So my mind already has shifted to where I needed to get to. I was already going down that road. You know, so, you know, you have to put yourself in that place, in that area, you know, that this is, like I said, this is not going to be here long, but the things that are around you, the things that you are connected to, the things that you're doing in life, the things that you have a connection with outweighs that one thing that you're dealing with. It outweighs it. It outweighs it. It outnumbers it. It outcarries it. It has no uh, validation. And when you understand and know that, that helps you get through that. So as I continue to have more chemo and radiation sessions, I was able to give out cards about the book. I talked to so many people about the book. I was talking to so many people about things that was going on. Um, these women were astonished. They were like, you're leaving here, you're coming from work, and you're leaving here, and you're going home. Like, yeah, you're driving home. They was, they, they used to tell me, like, man, like, that's, you know. And I said, no, I said, because this is this this has an end date. This has an expiration date. This has an expiration date. So I just want to encourage you on that. Have other entities around you that you can tap into, that you can grasp on, and hold on to those things, and that'll carry you through. Yeah, I still have rough nights. It was still nights. I would get home after chemo or whatever, and I would have to stand up for like 30 minutes because I couldn't sit down because if I sat down, my body would just lock up. My body would just cramp up and lock up. But I didn't let that stop me. I just went through the cramping because that even that had to subside. 
even that had to die at some point. So I just went through the, through the whole through the whole process and um, put myself in a position of um, knowing that this is this this too shall come to pass and it's going to get better. The number third, number three thing, or the third thing um, that you know that we're going to talk about is being able to understand yourself and listen to yourself. Yes, we did all the things with the doctors. We, we developed a relationship with our doctor, which is great. We set up our appointments and all that other stuff. We understand that who's in our corner, a reference to our community, from family to wives and everyone. That's a great thing as well. And also understanding, knowing that um, you, where did this come from? Knowing where did it come from? You know, we, 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 we got that and we talked about that as well. But also you need to, we need to, and I need to, and I continue to get a better understanding of, get a better understanding of myself, spending time with myself. Even going through this process, it allowed me to spend time with me. It allowed me to get get to better, get it, get to know a better me, who I am. And so oftentimes, like I said before, as men, as leaders, as husbands, you know, we get pulled by so many people. We get pulled by so many people. When you have other things that you're doing um, from a business perspective, and like I said, I'm a shop store, so I'm always getting emails, I'm always getting texts, I'm always getting calls, and this is a contract year for us, so it's even more busier. You know, um, guys want to know, you know, what's going on with the contract. Um, I got two shifts to deal with, um, issues, you know, these things come with that, grievances, write-ups, all that stuff, and I still have a job to do because I still work, you know. Um, but I, 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 I thank God that I'm able to pivot from all those things and get into a place of looking at myself. When all those things quiet down, when all those things cease, now I got to talk to Fred. Now I got to find out, Fred, what's really going on with you? You know, how, you know, you, yes, it's okay to look at yourself and have these type of conversations. It's okay to find out what's going on with you internally. What's going on with you mentally? What's going on with you emotionally? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with doing a self-check of yourself. I recommend you do it daily. I recommend you do it in the morning before you go out. Check yourself at lunchtime. <laughs> You know, and uh, check yourself at night before you go to bed. This, this is how you can get a better, uh, better gauge on where you are. Get a big, get a better gauge on where you are and where you're going. So those are three points we're gonna we talked about doing this first segment. Um, like I said, the first point is setting up a doctor's appointment, getting to know your doctor, getting an understanding of your doctor, having a conversation, developing a relationship with your doctor. And then at that same point, if there's some type of diagnosis, doing research about that diagnosis, doing research not only about that, doing research about that diagnosis, but also learning of it, knowing what it is, how can it affect you? Um, how, how did this affect your family member? Did a family member have this type of illness years ago? Um, uh, how, you know, and we know technology is different. Um, thank you. If they die from it, that don't mean you're going to die from it. 
if they die from the same cancer that you have some 30 years ago in an era that was different technology, they might not understand it, have an understanding of it fully. That don't mean that you're going to die from it in 2024. That doesn't mean that. That's why it's so much of a more importance to get a grasp on it, get an understanding of it, knowing who it, what it is, knowing how you can uh, fight back at it. Number three is getting a better community-based um, support system. You know, from your wife to family members, talking about it, being open about it. You know, and I'm not saying share with everyone, because everyone doesn't have everyone doesn't have compassion. Everyone doesn't have understanding. So no, it's not good to share with everyone. But if you have a circle where you can share with people that you know that care, people that know that you know when they ask you how you're doing, how you're feeling, they mean it. They mean it when they say how you're doing, how's everything, what's going on with your therapy, what's going on with this, what's going on with that. When your next doctor appointment, you want to be around people like that. You want to be with people that you want to share with. And lastly, know that you still have purpose. You still have destiny in this thing. You still have a place to go. You still have things that you have to accomplish. You still have things that you have to do, that you need to do, that have been ordained for you to do. And knowing that. So once again, I want to thank you for tuning in. I want to thank you for listening to Men Conquering Depression. I want to thank you for listening to Men Conquering Depression podcast. I'm so grateful and thankful for your time, for your effort. Please share. Please like. Please share this on all platforms. If you know any men that are going through any health issues and they just want someone to talk to, someone just to have a conversation with, they can hit me up on menconqueringdepression.com. They can hit me up on IG on men underscore conquering underscore uh, depression. They can hit me up through my business number, which is 201-663-0377. I'll be more than happy just to talk with them, to kick it, laugh, joke, cry if need be, whatever the case may be. The door is open. The time is now. And once I, once I said earlier in the podcast, and I'm going to say it now, you're going to constantly hear me reiterate it. We are in this together. You are not alone in this health journey. You are not alone in this. I'm going to reiterate it. I'm going to pound it. I'm going to constantly <laughs> pound this thing. You are not alone. You are not alone in this. You are not alone in this journey. You are not alone when you get a diagnosis. You are not alone when they tell you you have to come and 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 uh, uh, get another test. And I'm such at a place as a man, and I'm so so comfortable as a man. If you a brother out there and you're listening to this podcast, and you need somebody to go to the doctor with you, I'll rock with you. I ain't got a problem with that. <laughs> I ain't got a problem saying, "Listen, I'm going with my dog to the doctor." You know, we're going we're gonna to handle this thing. It's like going to see it's, going, it's like going to see somebody on the block. You know how we used to do. You know, so it's not, this is what it's all about with community. This is what this mid-conquering depression community is all about. 
making sure you are taken care of, making sure that you understand and know you are not alone. Thank you once again. Grace and peace to you all. Look forward to hearing from you soon. Stay tuned for the next podcast that's coming. And guess what? You are going to make it. You are going to get through to this. Talk to you soon. Men conquering depression. Men conquering depression. Men conquering depression. Yes, you can make it. Yes, you're going to get through it. Yes, you're going to be okay. You know, you're not only just going to be okay. You are going to be awesome. You're going to be phenomenal. You're going to get through this thing. Why? Because someone's fighting for you. Someone's praying for you. Someone's looking after you. Someone's putting your name in the wind. Someone's calling on God about you. You can get through this. You got this. can't give up. Why? Because I won't let you. You can't give up. Why? Because I won't let you. There's still more fight in you. There's still more peace in you. There's still more strength in you. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.